Georgie had not the slightest idea, but with the courage of youth, presuming with the prudence of middle age, that he would not really be called upon to perform so unimaginable a feat, he put two fingers up to his mouth. Here goes then, he said, greatly daring. He knew perfectly well that the dignity of Lady Ambermere would not permit rude vulgar whistling, of which he was hopelessly incapable, to summon her motor. She made a feint of stopping her ears with her hands. Don't do anything of the kind, she said. In a minute you shall walk with me across to the arms. But tell me this first. I have just been to say to our good Mrs. Lucas that very likely I will look in at her garden party on Friday, if I have nothing else to do. But who is this wonderful creature she is expecting? Is it an Indian conjurer? If so, I should like to see him, because when Ambermere was in Madras, I remember one coming to the residency who had cobras and that sort of thing. I told her I didn't like snakes, and she said there shouldn't be any. In fact, it was all rather mysterious, and she didn't at present know if he was coming or not. I only said no snakes. I insist on no snakes. Georgie relieved her mind about the chance of there being snakes, and gave a short precy of the ascertained habits of the guru, laying special stress on his high caste. Yes, some of these Brahmins are of very decent family, admitted Lady Ambermere. I was always against lumping all dark-skinned people together and calling them niggers. When we were at Madras, I was famed for my discrimination. They were walking across the green as Lady Ambermere gave vent to these liberal sentiments, and Georgie, even without the need of his spectacles, could see Peppino, who had spied Lady Ambermere from the door of the market gardeners, hurrying down the street, in order to get a word in with her before her people drove her back to the hall. I came into Rhizome today to get rooms at the arms for Olga Bracely, she observed. The prima donna, asked Georgie, breathless with excitement. Yes, she's coming to stay at the arms for two nights with Mr. Shuttleworth. Surely, began Georgie. No, it is all right. He is her husband. They were married last week, said Lady Ambermere. I should have thought that Shuttleworth was a good enough name, as the Shuttleworths are cousins of the late Lord, but she prefers to call herself Miss Bracely. I don't dispute her right to call herself what she pleases. Far from it. Though who the Braceleys were, I have never been able to discover. But when George Shuttleworth wrote to me saying that he and his wife were intending to stay here for a couple of days, and proposing to come over to the hall to see me, I thought I would just look in at the arms myself and see that they were promised proper accommodation. They will dine with me tomorrow. I have a few people staying, and no doubt Miss Braceley will sing afterwards. 